You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Now, before we get into this interview, I have an exclusive opportunity for you that I'd love to bring to your attention. And that is I have just launched a six to 12 month mastermind called the Circle of Influence, where I'll be taking you under my wing to show you how to build a platform online that generates an income for you so you can have more freedom in your life. I'm also going to show you how to become a powerful influencer online so that you can score interviews and so you can get exposure on major publications and platforms. And I'm going to even show you how to build these platforms yourself, such as a website, podcast, a YouTube channel, and a social media following so that you can get your message out there to millions. I'm also going to show you how to network with other incredible leaders online so that you can interview them and so that you can collaborate with them and really show you how to refine your story so you can share it in an unforgettable way to score more interviews, to score book deals, and to gain more speaking opportunities so that you can become a powerhouse leader. Now, if this speaks to you, make sure you head over to IamJoelBrown.com slash apply and get in before I close my doors on this live interactive exclusive opportunity where I'm going to go deep with you and with the community of Circle of Influence Game Changers. Don't miss this. Now, let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Jennifer Hardy, who is an award-winning business coach, a worldwide game changer who is incredible with her branding, incredible with her marketing. She wrote a book called She is Unstoppable, along with some other uh, inspiring women that is now impacting the, the world. And uh, Jen, I'm just excited to, to have you on here. You're all the way out there in the UK. I picked up on your Scottish accent. I got a little <laughs> bit of Scottish in my blood too. So let's see where we can take this uh, conversation. You know, I, I, like I said to you before, I'm, I'm in the space of branding and marketing with Addicted to Success. And yeah. I, I loved what you were talking about before, how you are able to bring people into a community and how to build funnels that are, you know, double conversions and that uh, really bring people together and that uh, really help women and empower women to build their business with confidence. So welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure. It's, um, yeah, it means so much to be on this, Joel. I've, I've obviously seen the impact that you've created and it's really inspiring to me. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So Jen, in a nutshell, Share with me, what are you most passionate about and excited about sharing with the world? I am most excited about um, coaching and teaching women how to share their story, but also how to build a business and brand around their journey um, of products and services that they can, can put out into the world. Um, and have some sort of abundance in their life, whether that is in the relationships that they create, financially as well. Um, yeah, so that is what um, is at the heart of all that we do at Unstoppable. Um, and, and as well, creating adventure for, for myself. Like I love adventures. I, I love to see something be a, a bud, a seed, and grow. Um, so the fact that I get to do that with other people as well and, and take them through that journey is... Yeah, 
it's incredible. I feel extremely blessed to get to do what I do every day. Absolutely love that. So if you're listening right now and you're not a woman, you're a man, <laughs> stay tuned. Stay in conversation. Because, and, and I mentioned this before to Jen because she's sharing that how she works with a lot of incredible women and, and they have massive impact. And I, I said, Jen, you know what's really interesting? Standing on the other side as a man, I think that I would love to learn how you work with women because mm. I feel like, uh, you know, we do – communicate in different ways, right? And there are certain things that appeal to men that, that don't to women and vice versa. So it'd be really awesome to hear some insights on how you work with women so that even yeah. the men that are looking at working with women could work better with them too and, and to be able to uh, be effective uh, with their coaching and speaking and building business with women. Uh, yeah. One thing I want to drop in on because I think it's really important and we haven't had a guest that is, uh, I guess has this experience or this story is that you're a mom who has three kids and you're the breadwinner in the family. So your husband stays at home, looks after the kids while you're out there on the road, hustling, speaking, coaching, running your retreats and events. So fill us in on a little bit of this. Like how has this experience been? And uh, what would you say to other women out there that uh, feel like they really could be the breadwinner in the family? I think, I mean, even now when I work with women, there's still a massive amount of mum guilt that goes on. Um, they see me doing all my stuff, but then they think for some reason that they can't do it. So it's been, it's been tough. There's been really, you know, there's been times where I have felt that complete guilt, especially when, you know, I'll turn up at the school gates after being away for a week or two um, and, and have to see the mums who are kind of looking at me as if, where have you been? <laughs> you know? um, and, and yeah, I still get asked the question of where are your kids? When I talk about the fact that I'm away on a business trip and um, yeah, my three kids are, are, are at home. So it can be really tough, it can be hard, and obviously for the relationship between Matt and I as well, because obviously he did used to work, um, and um, there was a lot around that, about having to try and balance that masculine and feminine energy. I obviously yeah. am half in my masculine and very much half in my feminine as well, right. and he has had to really embrace that half feminism and energy for him too. So there was a patch of feeling um, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit of um, resentment around right. me. Like, like, for example, me being away and, and traveling and getting all that exciting thing. But then I felt that towards him being able to stay at home and, and <laughs> spend time with their kids. So it was one of those things. Um, it was a real kind of, um, yeah, we were at each other for, for a bit. But it settles down and you begin to understand that the reason why you're doing all of this and the reason why I do all of it is not just for the women that I serve in order for them to build an incredible legacy for themselves and their family, but also for me. This is, um, this is certainly something I am growing to an extent where I won't have to be working inside the business the amount that I have been. You know, even with regards to this year um, and into next year, end of next year, I'm going to be working far less because I've got a lot more passive product and things coming out. So for the first year, it's been intense. It's been pretty full on. Um, obviously, I was working seven days. I've got that down to working four days now. I'm very proud of myself for that. So I work uh, Tuesday to Friday. Yeah, it. and I've got systems in place and operations in place to let that happen now. Um, but that was always in my psyche. It was always in my mindset that the way I was hustling at the beginning, I couldn't keep that up. I could not keep that up. Um, so I was very, very clever about the way that I built my business in order to support Support me, support me and my time with my family. And that's yeah. what I coach other women on doing. And sometimes men. I do coach men. <laughs> but um, it's just my brand, I think, is, speaks to women a little bit more possibly. So that's probably why I'm 
yeah, a lot more women in my community. But nice. Nice. And I love that you broke down the whole feminine, masculine energy thing. That doesn't yeah. mean female as in the, in the physical or male in the physical. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that energies for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a big conversation right now. Uh, when I coach too, it seems to be this thing of like, am I in my feminine or my masculine? Uh, there's a guy by the name of Jordan Peterson. Have you heard of Jordan Peterson? I've not. No, I've not. He's uh, a world-renowned a psychologist uh, mm. in Canada. He's one of the most intellectual men in Canada. Uh, and he speaks a lot about the feminine masculine, but he calls it, it's, it's funny, it's not a negative thing, but he calls the feminine the chaos and he calls the masculine the order. Yeah. And it's really interesting when you break it down and study it to see what it is there. And I think that sometimes some people can end up in all this, like it's great to be in the chaos because that's where creativity can come from. That's where like the feelings are felt, it's the emotions come up. But then like playing in that too much means that yeah. there's no structure. Right, so yeah, you've got to have yeah. that order as well. It's it's really interesting, and I think if anyone listening, you got to look more into it if you feel like you're leaning too hard in one or the other. Absolutely, I was certainly far too into my feminine energies for a long time within my business, and so there was no back end structure, there was no operating systems in place. Um, but as soon as I started to step into that more, um, and you know, it was funny, I started to step into that more when I took on my first male um, male clients. That's really strange. Just now actually thinking about that. I started to see that I needed more order in, in, in the back end of my business. And I began to put that in place and started to try and find a balance between the two. But yeah, there's, neither is negative. Both is very, very positive. But if you play to the strengths of both the energies, I think. That's such a, such a great point. So Jen, I would love for you to, if you're open to this, sharing with us some of the business systems that you believe have really allowed you to go from, I remember you said seven days a week to now yes. down to four days. So you have some freedom in your life. You obviously have structure and you have systems. Can you mm. share with us for anyone that's listening right now that either already has a business and is like, how do I get my days down from seven to six or seven to four? How do I, yeah. or even people that are like just starting out in entrepreneurship, they're like, man, I didn't even know that was possible. Yes, yeah, absolutely. How, what systems have you implemented that are really effective? Well, I'll, I'll speak about one that might help both, um, both male and women, uh, men and, and um, women, actually. And one is, I again, if you've got families out there, um, something that's so important is trying to take away some of that guilt. So the first thing I started doing was block my diary. And my kids and my family stuff went in there first. My own personal self-care was in there second. And then my diary would open up day on day for... Mm -hmm clients for discovery calls um, that was the first thing I did so I started tapping my diary like that literally like I said Monday to Saturday I tried to take off half a day on Sunday but you know what it's like when you're starting something when you're launching something there's so much to think about there's so much to do I had no one helping me at the beginning it was just me on my own for for quite a while so I built all my funnels myself I set up all my ads myself I did all the design like everything um, on my own so I needed every single day of the week in order to try and achieve what I wanted to achieve, which was six figures. Because I thought then when I got to that six figure mark that I would have a system that worked. Thankfully I did. And now I can actually teach out my own methodologies of how, I, how I've done that and things. But that was the first thing I did. I then realized that actually I had no days to just be on my own and be creative. So a Monday was the first thing that went. I used a Monday to just completely sit behind my computer and do all the creative stuff. 
a little bit of writing, a little bit of content creation, um, think about my products and services, you know, was I delivering at my best? And then Tuesday to Friday became my teaching days. So then I had Saturday and Sunday off with my family. Mm. So a couple of the things that I that I did in order to achieve that, to have that Monday to myself and then have just the Tuesday and Thursday was I took on my VA. I took on my VA before I was ready to, before I really had the, the finances there to do it. But I knew in order to scale that I had to have help. So I had to have someone going in and answering the emails so that I wasn't spending my time in places where it wasn't really bringing me in any income. It wasn't income producing activities with me in my mailbox. Yeah. You know, income producing activities is me being out at the forefront and bringing people into my community in order to share value with them so that they can begin to know, like, and trust what I do and then hopefully jump on that phone with me. That's where I should be spending my time. So first of all, a VA, and she's incredible. She's still with me now. And listen, at the beginning, and I'm going to be really honest about it, there was a couple of months that I was really heavily reinvesting back in my business and I couldn't afford to pay her on her invoice day and it was heartbreaking um, and we had to have a conversation and I was like you know I, I might not be able to keep you on and now thankfully for me she was incredibly understanding about that and she gave me an extra week or so to pay but I just remember thinking I will never be in this position again yeah. so the next month I worked doubly hard and then it was comfortable it started to feel comfortable but it will I think if you were listening at the beginning of your journey it never feels comfortable to bring someone on board because you just, you know, you, you've got all this money coming in or you've got some money coming in, but you don't know if it's going to come in the next week. If you've not got a, um, a passive product or an evergreen product, you don't really know. You're hoping another client signs with you and, you, and, and obviously you've got payment plans maybe in place if a client signed up. But say coming to the end of that two-month, three-month um, period where you might not have a client the next month because you've been so busy, like enveloped in your business that you've went, oh, <gasps> oh my goodness, I've got no, no income coming in. So that was something else I put in really, um, you know, not recently, actually a little while ago, was looking at my forecast. What did I have coming in so that I could budget to bring in more staff or I could budget to bring in more freelance work, whatever it may be. And without that fear of, oh my goodness, what's going to happen if you know, these people don't come and, and purchase from me or they don't come and sign up with me and how am I going to keep on running this? So, yeah, so that was a system, a few systems that I put in place in order to help me scale down my, my working week. And letting go of um, perfectionism was a huge one. I was a much, uh, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I believe now that perfection's not even a thing. I put it out there to the world and then I tweak as it goes. I test, test, test now. Whereas at the beginning, I was so scared. I'd hold everything so tight. I would kind of tiptoe around things. And now I'm just like all in. I'm putting it out there. In my head, it's not 100% ready. To someone else, it looks fantastic. To someone else, they think that's the worst thing they've ever seen. It's an opinion <laughs> perfectionism, isn't it? So I, I just tend now to just get my stuff out there, then think about how I'm going to tweak and make it better as I go. Um, so, so yeah, a couple of little tips, write that down. Stop um, thinking that everything has to be perfect and just get it out there. <laughs> you're dropping knowledge bombs on us right now, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being so open and sharing these. I, I love that. I love that even that word, re recovering procrastinator, right? It's like yeah, you're not a procrastinator, it's recovering. I, I, I feel the same. I think it's, it's definitely um, 
infected, if we could say, a lot of entrepreneurs because I think entrepreneurs uh, have like very high standards. They want to run with it. They want to hit it and do the best they can. And, and along with that comes the like fear of being judged because you want to be so great at what you do. And, and you know, I, what I know as well from entrepreneurship is you sometimes it's ready, fire, aim, right? Or build your wings on the way down and, and you know, put it together as you go because like I think about the times where I've launched programs and, you know, I promoted a program without having the content but had faith that I was, be able, I was able to build the content live with the groups and make it happen. And, and it's some of my, my most successful programs. So I see it as working smart if you know that you have the capability and you apply yourself and you're, you've got a strategy in place. And um, it yeah. sounds like you've gone through a very similar process too. And, and thank yeah, you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. No worries. I always say there's a really cool, um, I used to hear people saying fake it until you make it, but I say faith it until you make it. So have faith that you are going to be the person that you need to be to, to create that program, the person that you need to be to scale what you're doing. Um, I've always had faith in myself. I've always known that I was going to deliver. So when I did build my first, um, my, my first program and sold it without there being even a module ready, um, I had massive faith in myself that I knew that I wasn't going to let this first client down. Um, and that. yeah, now I began to build and, and now it's there, <laughs> thank goodness. But yeah, it was a scary time, you know. But let, me, let me ask you this, Jen. What fueled the faith? Did you, did you cast a vision? Did you get clear on some goals? What, what, did you have a mentor? What fueled your faith? Yeah, a few, t- a few things. So I have had mentors. I've had lots of mentors now. But at the beginning, I just knew that I could make people feel better. So that was my only thing to go on. I can, ma- I can leave people much better off after they've met me. Now, this is sometimes talking them through confidence issues. It's sometimes... Um, just by giving them some compliments, it's sometimes by sitting down and going, okay, see the stuff that you're going through, it's not quite so bad. So I, ha- so I knew that I had that. I've always had businesses since I was a little girl. Well, since I was 21, I had my first child when I was 21. Um, and I thought, well, let me just marry all this stuff together. Like, who says I can't do this? Mm. Who says that I can't put all the stuff that I know in my life together? I don't have any qualifications in business coaching. I've got a qualification in theatre arts, right? So I used to do musicals when I was young. um, And that's what I went, believe it or not, to do my degree in. So there was lots in my head that said um, that monkey chitter chatter, you can't do this. You don't have the credibility. um, You're not an expert in this field. And, And then I thought to myself, well, if I don't start then I'll never become an expert in this field. Yeah. So I need to begin. I need to go all in. And I literally remember sitting in front of my computer. Obviously, I had to always do marketing for the businesses that I had before. Always mm. on social media, always online. I used Facebook to build quite a few businesses. Right. But I can remember just even digging in deeper and understanding like the, the new concepts of digital marketing, understanding pixels. And I just put myself all in. And I thought, all I need to do is be a little bit further on than some people are in order to be able to coach and teach them. I know that I can deal with the rest of the stuff. I know that I can believe, like have them have own faith and belief in themselves. So that wasn't the issue. The actual issues was just the technical stuff. So I put myself all in. I learned everything I could. I listened to podcasts about digital marketing and all the rest of it. Put together, obviously, at the beginning, a pretty basic program. 
and, and began to sell it to people that I knew just needed that next step, that next um, stepping stone in order to grow their business. So things like funnels began to come into play, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Using Facebook ads, um, understanding copy, all these bits and pieces. And that's what I put out first. And obviously now I've got a completely different kind of client. I still have all those clients as well. But now since I've grown, I'm now coaching people on how to get to five-figure months, how to make six figures in their business, multi-six figures in their business. But that's only because I've began to become, and I don't want to blow my own horn, I, I think we're all experts in something. Um, but I believe that in the small area that I deal, um, I could say that I'm an expert in it. And the only reason I would say that is because I have walked the walk. I've not just, you know, came about and went, okay, I'm going to teach you how to do this without doing it myself and now without already helping other people doing it as well. So right. it's the only reason why I can use that language and feel so confident in saying it. Whereas if you were to ask me that last year, I would have said, no, I'm still learning. And I am <laughs> still learning. We all are. But we are all, we're learning to be as, as I don't know, 100% expert as we possibly can, aren't we? I think we're all doing that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where the journey takes me in the next year as well. Wonderful. Yeah, it's striving for mastery. That's the key, yes, right? It's like knowing that you're never fully there, but there's this potential in you that, that is allowed to be released and, and only if you work for it, right? Like skill acquisition is such an overlooked thing because it, it requires commitment. It requires discipline. Someone asked me recently, you know, what is, uh, what is your definition of success? And I said, you know, living in your potential as often as possible, but how do you do that? It requires discipline. You know, it doesn't just come with, with nothing. It doesn't come for free. And uh, I remember just on your note of you just knowing just a little bit more than someone else to be able to, to coach them. Uh, we had Gabby Bernstein on the podcast a little while back, and she said that there's always going to be more students than there are teachers in this world. Yes, that's so and true. I think that's such a powerful point. It's like, oh, wow, maybe I get to be that and, uh, and be able to teach someone something. Like we all teach each other something. I had somebody the other day uh, have a conversation with me. They're scared of standing up and speaking uh, in a forum. They're speaking at a university, at a, at a yeah, college. Yeah. And I said to them, what are you scared of? Are you scared of being judged? And they said, yeah. And I said, well, how can they judge you if they don't know your story? It's your story. No one's sitting in the crowd going, that's wrong. That's not it. That's not exactly. right. But it's your story. You get to own it. And I said, the thing is, Tony Robbins will bring something to the world that you can't and you'll bring something to the world that he can't. And that's why when we stand yeah. up and share a story, it's the value that we focus on. What value can I bring to the world today? And we all have different value that we can yeah. bring. And I love that you're like, I'm ready to go in and master what I can so I can create value to share that with the world in the way that you so beautifully do. Absolutely, absolutely. It's really exciting. We are all completely unique in the way that we've learned everything. And I think this is really exciting. Again, when people come to me and they say, oh, I'm a bit nervous about doing that. I don't feel as if, and a lot of people just don't feel as if they have enough credibility. And I'm like, listen, look at the last, let's say, 30 years. That 30 years of your life to get to this point is your credibility, you know? <laughs> all that stuff absolutely. that you've had to endure the ups, the downs, the, the moments of fear, the panic, the, all that stuff that, that, that is apparent when you're an entrepreneur or beginning your own business. Because it is an emotional roller coaster, isn't it? It's the, like there's one day you're like on top of the world, the next day you're like, oh my goodness, why do I do this to myself? And 
it's, it's, it's that. That is part of your journey. It's part of your story. And you can inspire people so greatly just mm. by being, being really honest about those low moments as well, I think, um, and being, um, what's the word? Yeah, really authentic in that. I think that's maybe why my community trusts me as much as they do. It's because I've always spoke about the times where I've wanted to give up. Um, it's very easy to put all the stuff across, which looks beautiful and branded photos and um, and and all and all that jazz um, and the exciting things. It takes a little bit more to actually be really raw and say yeah. today was a terrible day and here's all the reasons why. Um, yeah, so I think being you know it is people people can't can't judge you for 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 doing that people can't judge you it's your story just like you said i love the i love that it is your story you can't be judged on that for sure for sure so jen obviously funnels is a big thing for you right now in in business yeah. and for anyone listening and wanting to know what a funnel is uh it's uh it's not like a uh frat party beer <laughs> <laughs> a beer thing where you pour it into a funnel this is an email funnel <laughs> And, and so with the email funnels, all right, you yeah. said that you were able to double uh, conversions. Um, yeah. Like what, what advice would you give to anyone that's setting up email funnels right now uh, that wants yeah. to understand that game of, you know, how to capture leads? Yeah, absolutely. How to convert them into clients and students? Well, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to take you through that process if you don't mind, um, Joel. And if yeah. there is... You know, people out there listening just now, whether it's uh, replay or whatever, I want you to grab a notebook and, and pencil and begin to put this into your process. I call it the community funnel. Um, and we started doing this uh, around about six months ago now in the business. Um, and we've managed to now even begin to scale the process. So at the beginning, um, I'll talk to you just a little bit about how this works. So they come in through an opt-in page um, uh, as normal. I've actually got a community page. It talks a little bit about um, why they should join my community, the value that we share. Um, and w when you're thinking about building a community, so this is a Facebook community, a closed group, just in case there's anybody wondering what on earth I'm talking about, um, closed community group on, on Facebook. Um, when it comes to the group, Always make sure that you're creating a place, a group space that people want to be in. Why do they want to be in it or, or give them reasons why they should be? So for me, I make sure that there's always opportunities for them to talk about their own business. Otherwise, really, what's the point in them being in a group? People love to talk about themselves and they love to showcase what they're doing, their, their business, their missions and everything else. So make sure that you open up that space for them to do it. I, I join a few groups and there's so many tight rules and regulations and it's like there's no promo, you're not allowed to do X, Y and Z. And very quickly it's like, well, I don't really know where I should be going here. I don't know what I can say and what I can. So all of a sudden you're kind of taking the voice away from them. So make sure within your group there is set days where they can come in and talk about themselves. And when people come into that opt-in page, the front page of that, showcases all the ways in which we can have them and support them in that space. Yeah, so just making sure that page is really robust. Maybe you've got some testimonials and all that kind of stuff on as well. The thank you page is obviously the group. And here is the part that I think a lot of people miss though. So when it comes to our community funnel, when they're actually inside the community, this is where things actually start to happen because people get them into their community and then think that just by sharing value, by you know, putting up posts, it's going to do the job. You are not really ever in control of who's seeing that. 
Yeah, there's lots of people that maybe are busy for a couple of days and they miss your most important post and you're like, that was the best post I've ever written in my life. Why does it not get a lot of traction? Um, and the algorithms are always all over the place. So anyway, what yeah. happens next is we introduce them into the group as a whole. We say welcome to all of our new members. Here we go. And we, we list them and, um, and just give them a really nice warm, warm welcome. Three days later, no more than it, we jump into their mailbox and we say, hey, this, um, thank you so much for joining the, uh, the Unstoppable Mastermind. It's amazing to have you here. Um, we would love to offer you the chance to apply for a 30-minute, and I call it a disco call. Um, and I explain a little bit what that is. So it's basically a call where they can get a little bit of clarity. Um, they can talk about where their struggles lie in their business um, and, and what they need help with the most. And in those 30 minutes, that's an opportunity for me to drop some value, to give them some actionable steps that they can take away with. Now, people will say, oh, my goodness, but what happens when you're talking to these people and they don't sign up with you? That's not the point. The point is, no matter where someone is within their journey, I know that I can help them. So when we're ready to launch a lower end product or a higher end product, I've, ha I've had conversations with the people in my community. I know where they are. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we can begin to really put out things that speak directly to the struggles and the pain points of everyone that I've just had conversations with, everyone that has filled out the application form. Now, of course, people that come in have got their appointments in next month or two months down the line. That's fine. The fact is you're still giving them um, time with you. So even if that doesn't convert directly into a sale at that moment, the chances are when you do launch something that speaks to them, whether it's a retreat, a book collaboration project, uh, a, a low-end offering, the chances are it's going to be massively more um, impactful and it's going to convert a lot higher because they've had time with you. Yeah. They trust that you are the person that can help them with that problem. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, so it's worked incredibly well. And like I said to you, it's doubled our conversions. So when we put out stuff now, we know that we're getting double back than we ever have done in the past. Yeah, so it's, wow. it's, a, it's a fantastic thing to, to include in your business. Now, there's times, obviously, where I, can, I normally try and put in like between four and five, 30 minutes per week into my diary. Sometimes it's more if I've got more time. Sometimes it's less. But those people, them, the, the people that come into my community are the people that are going to buy from me. So yeah. my group is small, I would say, but it is full of quality leads. Mm. Does that, so it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's just a brilliant way. It means that you're always on the ball with the struggles and the pain points and the hassle so that you can solve it. You can create some great content. You, you grow an incredible, I say fan very loosely, but someone that's like, wow, you've gave me so much of your time, you know, 30 minutes, but you've given me your time. You've given me some actionable steps. I've, I've went away and I've done them and I've had massive uh, results. All of a sudden, when you drop something, it's like, oh my goodness, yes, that's my thing. That's where yeah. I am at my business just now. I'm ready to purchase that. Yeah. So yeah, if you've not done that kind of community funnel, do it. It is absolutely amazing. And when we are talking about scaling now, I'm going to have a couple of people come and join the team as coaches. Um, so that's the next kind of roles that we're putting out for. Um, yeah. So that'll be three or four people that actually help me with, with doing those calls as well. Um, I love this system. Oh, so, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy easy to follow as well and, and yeah, super easy the thing that's really uh, impacting and powerful about this too Jen is the fact that you know people don't care until they know that you care right like you showing up for them giving Absolutely. them actionable steps means you care about them getting results yeah. and results is what what matters when someone is struggling and they're in their pain and they're, they're looking for a solution right yeah I, I like this I really like this system I think it's amazing and you know, when you think about the, there's three different types of people online. There's yeah. the people that are looking, the people that are liking, and the people that are trusting. Absolutely. Right? The people that are looking are scrolling through the feed. The people that are liking are commenting, sharing, liking. And the people that are trusting are the ones that uh, feel your vulnerability and, you, yeah. and they know you're willing to be vulnerable and open up and to also show up as a leader, that they also are inspired to be vulnerable and to, to spend time with you and to also uh, show up to, to your leadership. And, yeah. uh, and be a student. So I, I love the process. I think it's um, very straightforward, but like really, actually really powerful. It's, it's top of yeah, the Yeah, it is really simple, super simple. And I was actually really surprised, you know, when I started to put it into action, I thought, I bet everybody already does this and everyone already knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought these people are coming into my community and then because maybe they've not interacted for a few days, I'm losing them. They're not right. seeing my stuff. They're not seeing my work. Um, and, and that was really frustrating to me. I was like, I want them to um, understand how I can help them. I want to chat with them. I want to see. And I was like, well, why am I not doing that? Let's do it. And we trialed it for a little bit. And we didn't actually even have an application form at first. Um, it was just uh, dropping in saying, let's jump on a call. But obviously, the bigger it's when, you know, if someone is saying, I'm ready to take action. I want to work with you, Jen then I will normally try and put those people in a little bit quicker. Um, Just, you know, that's just a clever way of doing it. But I make sure that everyone does get time. And I'll tell you something else that has been magnificent is we have just launched a free prize giveaway, which um, goes on to then launch um, our self-study program. And I did a call out for um, affiliates. And within, you know, I would say probably about an hour, we had 50 people jump on and say, yes, I'm in. I want to be an affiliate to you. And some of those people have never actually purchased from me. They've only been in my community or I've spoke with them. Yeah. Um, but they are so, yeah, they're, they're so kind of enveloped in what, what I do and, and they, they, they trust um, and they like what we do. And, and that was quite incredible. That was a real eye-opener for me. And it was one of those moments of, oh, my goodness, that system, not only just to see the conversions and how much we've been able to, um, you know, double the, the financial um, side of the business, but that, that trust factor for me was huge. I thought I would maybe get 10, you know, 20. And um, bearing in mind, I've still got quite a small audience. Um, but to have um, almost 50 people be like, I want to come and support and shout about what you do was just it was incredible. And I believe that it's got a lot to do with that community system that we've put in place. For sure. For sure. And we're, we're social creatures. You know, we want to be part of a community. We want to be part of a tribe. Uh, I like this, you know, like-minded people that come together usually stay together as well. So I, I, I like your model. I think it's great. Uh, Jen, what advice would you give to entrepreneurs that are just starting out Yeah, uh, and they've got an idea and they're like, hey, I want to take this idea and turn it into a business or a brand so, so that I can live the freedom lifestyle. What advice would you give them when they're just starting out? What to expect as an entrepreneur for the years yeah. ahead? I would, um, I would say that you, you have to expect at the beginning to put in the work. Um, you know, it's, I probably 
could have done it a little bit easier. I could have been a little bit easier on myself and put out some self-study first. But I wanted to build up that um, that testimonial base, those people that were kind of singing my praises. But that was from me really being present. So I would say um, the first thing really is just do it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> procrastinating and thinking about it. And the quicker that you get off the mark, the more um, successful you're going to be in six months, a year, two years, three years. But if you continue to keep on stalling and waiting and putting it off, you're going to be no further ahead, obviously. So I would say start today. Look at your plan. I, 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 something that's really important as well, what kind of life do you want to lead? Do you want to only be working two days a week? then you need to think about having passive evergreen products. Um, you want to be thinking about building a really robust community so that when you're doing a launch, it is, you know, you do one launch a year, two launches a year, like the Marie Forleo's of the world, um, which her launch was just spectacular. I was like, wow, um, she, she's amazing. I mean, have, of course, she's got all those incredible affiliates as well. So, so yeah, I would, I would look at the kind of lifestyle that you do actually want. Do you want to travel a lot? Then fantastic. Get, a, get an incredible TED speech down or just a, just a um, what do you call it, a keynote speech and, and begin to practice it. Get yourself out there, make collaborations, make connections. Something that's really helped me has been collaborating. So I've always found people that have been further ahead in their journey and just took action and reached out and said, hey, I am trying to, I don't know, appear on a podcast. I am trying to um, launch a new product. I wonder if you have any advice. And, you know, a lot of the times or sometimes people wouldn't answer me back, but a lot of times people did. And I took all those little bits of nuggets of knowledge and began to, to work with them. I would also get yourself a coach. <laughs> um, it can be quite a long, long um, lonely journey doing it on your own, not have anyone to kind of bat ideas off of. But also, I didn't really have time to make mistakes. At the time where I launched this, this particular business last year, I was part of an MLM. And I was also, I had uh, theatre schools and stuff as well. I was running um, uh, kids' theatre schools. And I was working crazy amount of hours. But my MLM, which I had built up and, and got really successful with, you know, I was top 10 in Scotland, making fantastic income. They changed the rules and regulations and literally half my income. So I was at a point when I launched my business of, of scarcity, of going, oh my goodness, I'm just about to throw in the towel with the theatre schools. And as that was happening... My income was halved with, with this other job. Of course, Matt wasn't working at the time. I had to hold ship. So I didn't really have a lot of time to procrastinate over that stuff either. So I found myself a coach, um, someone that could help me bridge the gaps that I was missing, put more of the jigsaw pieces together so that when I did launch, it was launching for success and not launching to go, oh my goodness, I've got so much more to learn, if that makes sense. So I would also say if you can get yourself a coach, it's so worth the investment. Make sure you do your research and, and the coach is um, awesome um, and legit and can deliver the result that you're looking for. But then I would, uh, I would um, absolutely, I mean, like I said, I wasn't in a position to be able to invest at that point in a coach and I just did it. And it was incredible. It was the best thing I've ever done. And now I've never been without one um, in my journey and I won't be ever. I'll always, always have one. Um, I just believe that you've got so much to always learn. Um, and everyone should always be mentored. Uh, yeah, so that would probably be my tips. Um, Love and, Love the breakdown. And, yeah, and I would say one last thing would be on those days where it feels hard and you're exhausted 
and maybe you've not slept well because things are playing on your mind and you're wondering when those clients are going to come. What I did, which really, really helped me, was wrote out a little mission statement of what I was trying to do, not just for myself, my family, but what I was trying to do within the world, the impact that I wanted to create. And when I looked at it at the beginning, it just seemed so crazy and far-fetched and ridiculous. It was things like, I want to make sure that every woman gets the opportunity and chance to grow a business if that's what they want to do, no matter their race, their religion, their upbringing. I want to really have every woman have opportunity. I can remember, very short story, sorry, that um, I actually got laid off from one of the freelance jobs I was doing, uh, was working for the NHS actually. Incredible um, um, projects. I was going into schools and delivering health and well-being and, and dance and all the rest of it. I was a very highly respected member of that team through the schools and everything. And I got laid off because I had too much responsibility, i.e. my family, my three kids. I had just had my, my third child. And I thought, I don't want any woman to ever feel as if she cannot be the best at what she does because she has a family. And, and that is the same for men. Why, why should, for example, if a, if a man is a, a single man and he's raising a family, why shouldn't he um, strive for an incredible career as well and to be the best at what he does or have a, have a growing business? So that was something that really kind of that got my blood going. That got me kind of, oh, I'm, I want to make this change. And like I said, when I looked at it at the beginning, I was going... It sounds pretty kind of out there. But that was the thing that kept me going on those days where, you know, I didn't get a lot of interaction. I was putting up posts and then trying to be vulnerable and authentic and no one was reading them. And I thought the day would never come where I would have a couple of people sign up for a group program. But having that mission statement, something that I could always refer back to, made me not want to quit. Um, so I would say for anyone that's out there and they don't quite have their mission like, you know, cemented in their head or written down somewhere visible where you can see it day in and day out, day out, please do it. I know it sounds quite a feminine energy maybe thing to do, I'm not quite sure, um, but, but it, it's been the difference between me just wanting to sometimes throw in the towel and not. And there will be times like that and that's okay. I would say, Joel, you, I can imagine, have you had times like that as well that you've just been like, oh, what am I doing this for? Well, I mean, honestly, honestly, the vision it has been like my anchor. It's been my compass. Yeah. It's, yeah, I refer back to my vision all the time. And I think the truth is that when you have a vision that is so powerful uh, and, and is exciting, yeah. it shadows your fears. It shadows your doubts. Uh, yeah. It pulls you towards a greater future. It reminds you of possibility. Uh, it keeps you disciplined. It chooses your friends for you. It teaches you what to say yes to. It teaches you what to say no to. It's, it's powerful stuff. And um, it, it's, it's great that you have this amazing vision. And sometimes people say, well, I have a vision in my head. And if you can get as much detail down and do research and like learn new things as you acquire skills and as you start to uh, get clear on what it is that you're here to do and what your mission truly is, you start asking for things. You don't have shame around asking for support and, and the, the world just starts parting for you. And that's been my experience, honestly. Like it hasn't, I think probably the only thing is like just making sure I'm staying in integrity. Like my, my character, my personality is, is the thing. It's like, that's the foundation that the house is built on. Right. And so, mm -hmm. I, I'm more concerned about that rather than like, oh, did I have a little like 
hiccup in my business or is this system not working right like that's cool we can fix that but really it's like what's in your heart you know what are your principles and where are you absolutely. coming from so absolutely definitely yeah yeah jen yeah. you've shared so many amazing things um before we wrap up i just want to ask a, a one last question before we, we end the interview uh, do you have any apps or any tools, any software that you love to use that you feel would be really uh, useful and effective for our listeners? Yeah, I, I love lead pages. I'm a lead pages fan, girl. Um, without lead pages for me, I would never have been able to, um, in my opinion, um, gather the kind of leads that I have um, and the community that I now have. It gave me just the, the way, the platform, because at this point, remember, I didn't have a website. I couldn't afford to get one done. <laughs> um, so lead pages was my go-to, and I learned very quickly how to build really lovely looking pages and I think for a period of about three months I put out freebies like every week because I was so excited <laughs> about the fact that I could build this system so building lead pages and then I connected up to MailChimp um, and then I could like get in front of people and share my value and um, and have them kind of get to understand what I wanted to do so in my sequences as well I used to always put parts of my mission statement and things um, so yeah I would say lead pages um, would have been let's say make or break for me at the beginning of my business definitely so learning that tool has been crucial uh, for me and awesome. Facebook I, I mean Facebook I just absolutely adore um, and the fact that you have these incredible things called pixels if you've not heard of what they are please start to look into them and um, basically it's an incredible tracking tool which which allows you to get back in front of those people that are interested in what you do and uh, so yeah so that I would say those are my two faves absolutely awesome great tools absolutely yeah. love it thank you so much Jen uh, Jen how can we find you online where are you online so you can find me in the Unstoppable Mastermind is obviously my Facebook closed group and I'm in there a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but you can find me as Jennifer Hardy. Come and follow me, um, jen.hardy on Instagram. And my website is www.jenniferhardy.me but will soon be changing to www.jenniferhardy and it's ie.com because yesterday, believe it or not, in about 10 years of searching for it, Yesterday, it became available for me to buy my .com domain. Can't believe it. Oh, so happy. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's .me just now, but um, if you're listening in, in a couple of weeks, months' time, then it's going to be .com. So, yeah, I would love to get to know you. I've got lots of free resources if you want to download stuff about funnels and things like that as well. So uh, you would be so welcome. I'm just going to look up and see if uh, joelbrown.com is available. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like something just said, go in and check. And I've been checking like for years and years because I obviously wanted to build lots of different things um, business-wise. And, um, and it was there, just like available to buy at 99 pence. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. So yeah, so it's done. It's, it's very exciting. Things are just like you said, when you begin to believe in your mission, I completely believe the universe begins to work with you and, and, and does open up doors. For example, me even... You know, joining you today has been an incredible experience. Um, and that was because I was on retreat with a lady who, who knows you very well, Joe. So, yeah. yeah, the universe definitely begins to, to get on your side um, when, you're, when you're robust with your mission, 100%. That's it. That's it. Beautiful, Jen. Appreciate you jumping in. Uh, Jen, I have one last question. We wrap every interview up with this question. The question is, 
If you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? You must stop procrastinating. Your time is limited. Your mental resource is limited. It will run out eventually, just as everything does. The good news things, uh, the good news is everything must come to an end. The bad news is everything must come to an end. So your legacy begins today. It begins now. You can't procrastinate over it anymore. Full stop. 